This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Astros haven't lost back-to-back games since April 26th and April 27th. And that was at Cleveland. Yep, it's been a great Great month of May. Oh, one. That's chop left side to his left. Ramirez, he has it. Throws across. That's the ball game. Now, another Astros podcast. Cleveland Indians shut out the Astros and shut down this offense. It's Cleveland. It's taken the first two in this series. Win this one by a score of three to nothing. Welcome back. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined by Astros general manager Jeff Luno. As we are every Sunday, Astros getting set to take on Cleveland here at Minute Maid Park. And, uh, couple of guys going on the DL the last couple of days. Let's start with uh, your ace going on the DL yesterday, Dallas Keuchel, uh, pinched nerve in his neck. I know A.J. Hinch saying yesterday 10-day DL, expected to hopefully just miss the, the one start, and uh, obviously, uh, hopefully that that's all it winds up being. That's the goal, and you know, we've all had pinched nerves in our neck, and we know that it can be annoying and, and that prevents you from doing other things, but they do work themselves out, so... We're hoping that it's one start and he'll be back out on the mound as soon as he's eligible to come off next Saturday. So, uh, you know, fortunately, this gives him a little bit of a breather, too, because he was getting after it pretty hard and it's going to be a long a season. Yeah, a so it could be a blessing in disguise for us, but obviously it's going to hurt us not to have him uh, on Monday. Brian McCann came in yesterday and told the training staff that he felt uncomfortable. So you guys put him on the DL thinking uh, a mild concussion. Uh, what, is, what do you think happened? Uh, what's your speculation? Anytime someone talks about uh, any sort of concussion-related symptoms, we have to be very cautious. And I don't know where, you know, catchers get banged up an awful lot, so Mm -hmm. we don't know where it started. He didn't mention anything until yesterday, but certainly the minute he mentions it, we have to make plans. And that's why this seven-day concussion DL is there. It's not going to require him being out too long, but he's going to have to pass some tests to get back. So it'll be a good opportunity for him to freshen up because he's been taking the bulk of the catching duties as well. So. These two breaks, I mean, things come in threes. I'm kind of bracing myself or whatever the third <laughs> yeah, one no is. Kidding. Hoping it's not anywhere I'll out ta- there. I'll take the bullet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, right away, Brian McCann eligible to come off that concussion DL next Saturday, same day as Dallas Keuchel. And uh, two guys called up to replace Keuchel and McCann going on the DL. Asher Tolliver called up yesterday, uh, a guy who was a, a waiver claim this offseason. And uh, Juan Centeno had his contract purchased today, and he'll be the, the, the backup catcher to Evan Gaddis. It's exciting for those guys. Anytime there's an injury or a demotion, somebody else gets an opportunity. And you know, Enos Cabell was just out at AA and AAA, and I asked him which players he liked, and he said, I think Asher Tolliver can really help us out. Uh, he's getting lefties out. He's getting righties out. He's got some good stuff. He's got command of it. So it's going to be a good opportunity for him. And Centeno, we saw him in spring training. He's left-handed bat, can swing the bat pretty well. And I think, you know, he's going to get some starts because we don't want Gattis to catch every day. So it's going to be a good opportunity for him as well. When you're picking between Centeno and Max Stassi, I mean, what was the underlying issue? Obviously, both both of those guys are hitting well. Centeno, left-handed batter. I think that was really the deciding factor. Stassi's done a tremendous job. 
Stassi is out of options, so if he comes up for seven days and goes back, he'd have to clear. clear. Gotcha. And Centeno has options, so I think it just became handedness and an option status right now, but they're both doing very well. And in place of Dallas Keuchel, pitching tomorrow is going to be Brad Peacock to start the ball game, who's been doing a good job in relief. I'm excited about that. I think Brad is going to step up and deliver a good start for us tomorrow. He's been great out of the bullpen. Mm -hmm. Hasn't pitched a ton of innings because we haven't needed him to, but when he's been called upon, he's done a great job, and it's going to be fun for us to see. You know, we're, not, we're going to need another starter at some point this summer. We know that for sure. McHugh's still working his way back, but uh, this will be a good opportunity for Brad to establish himself. Joined by Astros general manager Jeff Luno. Well, you know, we talked about injuries last segment. Some good news on the injury front with David Paulino coming off the disabled list, and uh, he's made a couple of starts so far, and that's a guy that could be very important for the Astros moving forward. He could be. His last start, he was up to 70 pitches, and I think we're building him up. Now he's going to be a stable of that rotation, and the stuff looked good. He was around the zone, and he's definitely a guy that we think is going to help us this summer, so it's good to have him back. Jeff, has the philosophy changed in the minor leagues as far as being more aggressive, pushing guys when they're ready to go up? Because it, it looks like that from the outside. You've let some guys go uh, that are in the upper levels that have kind of floundered. Uh, is that the case? Yeah, I think we want to really uh, create opportunities for our top prospects, and sometimes that means pushing them and pushing them to an uncomfortably high level okay. so they can get challenged. So. We're going to see that, I think, uh, usually in June is when we promote some guys. I think you guys know the list of guys that have been doing well that probably mm -hmm. deserve a promotion. We'll see some of those in June, and after the draft, there'll be guys in new spots getting challenged. Speaking of the draft, uh, Astros picking 15th overall this year, lowest they've picked in the draft in, in several years, certainly since you've been here for their first pick. Are you less involved now in the whole draft process because the Astros aren't picking nearly as high? I know the GM tends to be more involved when it's like a top-five pick. It's absolutely true. I, it's hard for me to get out and see the number of players where I could really add value. So I trust Mike Elias. I trust our entire scouting staff. I'm keeping tabs on what they're doing, and I'm going to certainly be involved in the meetings. But I do. we have a great scouting staff. They've found a lot of great players in the past five years, and I think they're going to do a great job with this draft. And it's a big opportunity for us with as many picks as we have in the first day. Jeff, early in the in the year, you were saying, man, we, we've got a lot of really good players in extended spring. You finally got Jordan Alvarez out of there, who you guys got in the Josh Fields trade with the Dodgers last year at the deadline. And he looks like he's off to a great start. Tell the people about uh, how exciting of a prospect Jordan Alvarez is. He, he very quickly could become one of our top position player prospects. The reason we kept him in extended is that he needed to work on his lower body strength. Mm. Uh, you know, a lot of the guys that come over from Cuba, they haven't had the same conditioning regimen as our guys here. So we got him ready to go. He was crushing the ball and extended. He got to Quad Cities. He's crushing the ball right away. This guy's got power. He's got a great swing. He's going to hit for high average. And I think this guy could not only quickly vault up our prospect list, but the industry prospect list. All right, Astros General Manager Jeff Luno, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on, guys. We'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks, on your radio, the Houston Astros Radio Network. Welcome back to Astro Launch. This is Steve Sparks, and I'm with Jim Rosenhaus, the broadcaster on radio for the Cleveland Indians. And it seems like the Astros have a really tough time with the Indians. The matchup, whatever it is, for whatever reason, this is a tough matchup, even though the Astros have been playing really well. Can I just say, I love Astro Launch. That's awesome. <laughs> what a great way to get your day started. But uh, you know what? It, it's it, Baseball's such a goofy game, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the way the Astros are playing, and, and the Indians have been kind of win one, lose one a, a lot of the year. They've had a hard time with consistency. Wouldn't you figure that, that the Indians yeah. so far have had the upper hand in the season series? But 
every one of these games have been swing games. It's not as if yeah. the Indians are just rolling the Astros here. These have been close, really entertaining, hard-fought games. Good series so far. How fun is it to watch Francisco Lindor on a daily basis? 2-1. That's grounded up the middle, Lindor flags it down, spins, throws on a couple of hops, and it is just in time to get Altuve. What a play by Francisco Lindor, showing off his range, spun around, and just did nip Altuve at first base. For us, it's been a real treat watching Lindor progress. He is, he's the best, Um, and, you know, whether he's the best player or whatever, but he's just fun to watch. Yeah. Um, a, a funny example, in the, the last homestand, there was a pop-up on the infield, and he went on the other side of the second base bag and made the catch right in front of Jason Kipnis <laughs> and, and realized what he did. Kipnis has given him the stink eye, and, and Lindor saw and kind of like tiptoed away, and then Kipnis drew a line where it said, you stay on your side of the end, and, and Lindor was just smiling and laughing. He, yep. he has a good time, but it obviously takes it serious, and there's been a couple of times this season where he's made a costly error, and you could just see how upset he was and to the point, our first series in Texas, he made a key error, came back, hit a, a game-winning home run late in the game. No, and, yes, and, yeah. and so and he said, he goes, I would not have slept well tonight if I didn't do something to help my team win, and he was still upset about the error. Well, obviously, the Astros have a lot of aspirations, Jim, and you guys reached those aspirations last year. Maybe not to the extent you really wanted, but making it to the World Series, a big thrill for you guys. When did you notice that Indians team was something special last year? Well, it, it really, you know, everyone's making a big deal about them being about 500 right now, but that's kind of how it was last year until uh, late May, early June. They had the 14-game winning streak, which okay. turned out to be a, a franchise record. And from that point on, that's when you thought, hey, this team could be a special team. And that was before they went out and got Andrew Miller at the trade deadline when that happened. And they thought they had Luke Roy that morning in the clubhouse. And... and Lucroy hadn't turned the trade down, so you're thinking, wow, they got Miller and Lucroy. The players are like, wow, the front office is going for it. Not a celebration, but they just thought, that's, they believe in us. Mm. The front office believes in us enough to give up some prospects and go get someone who could really help. And it turned out it didn't work out with Lucroy, but they still got Miller, and he made a huge difference for them. So the 14-game win streak and the trade deadline seemed to really crystallize things for last year's team. How about this pitcher today, Mike Clevenger? We've seen him a couple of times. Throws really hard. Looks like has a lot of energy on the mound. What's the key to his success? Well, he, he's been able to get ahead of hitters. Okay. Uh, but when he gets to two strikes, then he'll start nibbling. All of a sudden, it's two, two, three, two. So his pitch count runs up. That's what they're trying to work on him with. They love the stuff, mm-hmm. the competitiveness. So there's some good things there, and, and they feel as he gains more experience at the major league level. He'll, he'll be better at, at maybe getting some earlier contact so he can pitch deeper in the games. There you go. That's Jim Rosenhaus, Cleveland Indians broadcaster. Thanks a lot for catching up. You got it, Sparky. Thank you. Back with more Astro Lunch right after this. What do you do when good isn't good enough? You upgrade. Or when you're ready to go from great to awesome, upgrade. If your energy drink isn't getting it done or you're just ready for more, upgrade to extra strength five-hour energy apple pie. Drink it in seconds. Feel it in minutes. Last for hours. Try it once and you'll know why we say upgrade to awesome. Upgrade to extra strength. Official sponsor of the 2017 Major League Baseball All-Star Game. 
more information, see 5hourenergy.com. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Craig Bjornson, Astros bullpen coach. And the bullpen's done a, a really nice job this year. And, of course, a lot of people don't realize your job as a bullpen coach is to kind of prepare guys for what they're going to see when they when they come into the game, right? Uh, it's a collective effort. You know, a lot of yeah. these guys are great studiers on their own. You know, we'll do a little bit of fact-checking together as needed, but we've got the leadership of uh, Luke Gregerson and Will Harris is doing a good job himself along with Tony Sipp. And those guys exchange ideas and we go through, you know, things we see during the game to, to stay prepped for when they get in there to do their thing. You mentioned having guys like Gregerson, Harris, and Sip, and obviously all good pitchers, but how big is it to have that veteran leadership in the bullpen that helps you out and also helps out some of the younger guys in the pen? Yeah, it helps out a lot because, you know, now it becomes more of a peer-to-peer. And the other guy is uh, Ken Giles. Yeah. He's uh, really, really good at what he does, too, in terms of watching intently throughout the game. And he connects to Devo a little bit and shares things along that that path, too. So that little group right there, they they do a sound job. How impressive has it been to watch Chris Davinsky and his evolution from a guy who wasn't on the opening day roster, winds up joining the team the second series of this year last year and is up all season and and one of the better relievers in baseball this year? Without a doubt, he's the epitome of what hard work paying off and the continuance of hard work to make sure that he's you know ready to go and learning and making adjustments along the way uh, i had a chance to be with him in the minor leagues and he had a tough go in uh the cal league one year where we had to send him down to the midwest league and i'll never forget that he looked each of us in the eye at that time and said you're gonna see a new guy i'm gonna go down and i'm gonna work through this and i'm gonna get better and that's what this guy does so it's a it's a real pleasure to see how his hard work is coming to fruition for him when you have a young guy like Davinsky, who was a starter all throughout the minor leagues and then gets to the big leagues and is a reliever, it's something we see often uh, in the big leagues. How, do you, how can you help them transition from what they're used to in terms of getting ready as a starter as opposed to coming out of the bullpen, sometimes having to get ready quickly and not always knowing when you're going to pitch? Yeah, it's a small transition. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some different methods that are used, and what they end up doing is finding which method is best for them. And uh, after that, they get into their own little flow. They got a routine. They stick to the routine. And then whether they get in the game or not, that routine is is there for them to keep them prepared and feeling ready at all times. And I imagine part of that, you mentioned there are a few different methods, is just trying to figure out which method works for you out of the pen, right? Correct. That's That's the key. You know, once you get going, how much to throw, how little to throw. One great thing that's going on right now is AJ. He's doing an excellent job with how he communicates to the relievers on a daily basis, pregame. And then there isn't a lot of playing around in-game. There's uh, getting them up, getting them ready, and getting them in. So AJ is a big part of helping that process, too, for them to understand. They don't have to keep throwing or monitor how much to throw because they're not sure if they're going in or not because there's a good leadership from AJ on that part, too. Craig Bjornson, Astros bullpen coach. Thanks so much for joining us. Robert, always a pleasure. This has been a production. And whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. Of the Houston Astros. This place is rocking right now. Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 